You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. welcome you here to Soul Sunday, a little Dharma talk, silence and sound. And if you've been listening to the previous weeks, we've been connecting to karma. And now we're going to transition into uh, the eight limbs of yoga, the yoga sutras of Patanjali. And oftentimes you might notice I put a quote from him, uh, his wisdom. And this translation is something that is a beautiful way to create a system um, for of understanding. So as we go through these limbs of yoga, uh, because it is a system, we'll be diving deeper into some of the layers of potential that are there and it's important to remember that we can intellectualize anything that most the teachings and the teachings that i uh, come from are oral teachings so there aren't necessarily books that were bestowed and in the west we have the tendency of wanting everything written down and like karma the system of yoga actually blossoms within you and if you've met it before it'll meet you again similar to many of the buddhist teachings and any other process or system that's out there that has a bridge between the physical perceptual physical world and the unseen world there's there's a system to it even in theological faith-based systems there's a system to it uh, and i always encourage everyone that that is a very intimate and personal experience and sometimes when we are having some deeper understandings they're actually so visceral in the physical emotional mental and spiritual body that they can't really be explained or aren't even potentially meant to be explained uh, to others because that is something so special and so sacred that you have happened upon. Now, if you're working with a teacher, someone that's guiding you, that's something you would share with the teacher uh, so they can help you understand. Uh, yet, if we announce some of these things to people that aren't even used to what you're experiencing or the language that you speak, uh, it may be confusing and sometimes might accident the, those outside people might accidentally diminish what is blossoming up inside of you. So it's really important to hold your path and your eternal being very sacred. And what I've discovered, you know, on my journey uh, is that, you know, you, you will meet these, these different transitions, these different thresholds where things will blossom up and it's like, oh, and there'll be times that, you know, you get to rest a little bit, 
or you might lax off uh, for a lot of reasons and then you'll be like, okay, time to hit it again. And eventually it becomes so much part of your reality that it doesn't, um, it isn't a start and stop. It's there. It's a consistent thing that you need. And the reason I wanted to go through these, uh, the eight limbs of yoga, this is how I present my asana practice to my students, the breath work, uh, the meditation. And then there's these other aspects that are so, so important, but again, they blossom up. So today we're going to go overarching. It's really important to understand just like in Ayurvedic medicine or in Chinese medicine or indigenous way, uh, these systems that are there are meant to work together. And I think more than not in our society, we cherry pick things and we don't commit uh, maybe just a deepening of one thing that's crossed our path. And also in a spiritual practice, it's really important. A lot of times people will, uh, again, want to consume because we're conditioned that way, consume a lot of information and so they'll consume books, they'll consume videos on the internet, they'll consume them very rapidly rather than letting it sit with them. And this is why these series I, I find kind of special because I can share a little, we can sit, you can receive some sound. And so you've created a, a little bit of space before you engage again with the mundane world that you participate in or before you dive into uh, something else that might grab your your intellect or your intelligence. And so to remember, you know, sometimes when I, you know, I'll do my morning studies, uh, I'll just take a little bit and then I, I go into my meditative repose and I let that little bit stay with me all day long. And then I build upon it. And sometimes it, that little bit stays for weeks before I, I go uh, any deeper or contemplate something else. I want to. I want to give it its its space to for me to see it and hear it. Just uh, taking in a lot of <laughs> information or wisdoms doesn't necessarily allow it to the space to blossom up and meet you. And then the other beautiful thing is that you can revisit things that you visited before 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and it'll meet you different. And this is why the system of yoga is so fascinating because it keeps opening within you, same the way meditation. And actually the, the whole purpose of quote unquote yoga and what many people in the West have uh, come to know it as is really to prepare your mind, settle the mind, but prepare you to meditate, to surrender to self, to be conscious and awake. And that's not just through asana or postures or even breathing. And a lot of times people could be in their practice all their life and never e even integrate pranayama or the breath with their asana, the softening. And so it's just something that I want to shine a light on. And then as we go through each one of these, we'll dive a little deeper, as I mentioned. Today, I wanted to give an overarching kind of map of where we're going, and then we'll dive a little deeper. And so then if you have questions, because this will actually end up being nine total, 
uh, series. And if you have questions along the way, please feel free to reach out to me at s at suzannetoro.com. Whether you're a student, whether you're a teacher, whether you're curious or you want to know how to apply it to your life as you know it, I'm happy to assist. Uh, if you are looking for a guide, please reach out. I'm happy to help guide you if it's in alignment. And so uh, we're going to just dive in here. And what I'd like for all of us to do is just take a nice, simple breath in and then exhale out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Beautiful. And so, you know, yoga is an invitation. It's an invitation for us to come in union with ourself. And when we come into union with ourself, there's a level of contentness. Uh, we aren't grasping at things on the outer world. We finally surrender within and meet ourselves. We are ready to merge with self. And that this is that yin and yang dance, that union between both aspects of your electromagnetic field and the physical body. And then it's this, this merging with the eternal being that is oscillating inside your physical body. And that's why we utilize the body in yoga to help us access uh, that, that eternal being. And at first, many Westerners are remembering how to move. <laughs> and then uh, they realize as they deepen their practice, it's not so much about the asana, it's more about the breath. And then they realize it's not so much about the asana and the breath, that it's a retirement of self and the sensory experiences. And then within that, there's a propensity to focus, the mind begins to clear, and there's an entry into a deep, deep aspect of self. And within that process, that's where these natural things, which are called the laws of life or the yamas, and those when you hear the word law, you might feel like, wow, that's kind of intense. What, what is this word law? <laughs> and so with that, you know, we might just look at it and say, hmm, it's not so much a law. You know, there are, there are cosmic laws and the scientific laws in the universe. Uh, there's natural laws in nature. Within the system of yoga, these laws of life are very much like that that they're reflections of how to enter into that union with self. And so a lot of times they're scary to look at because it's, it's something that naturally will occur, but 
at first glance, someone might be wondering like, oh, how am I gonna do that? <laughs> Some are easier than others, depending where you are in your evolutionary journey throughout the infinite uh, realms of existence. So the first segment that we'll be going into later next week will be the laws of life, the yamas, and those include, and you can start to contemplate this before we speak again next week, but nonviolence. And again, when we look at this, we want to look interior, not exterior. So nonviolence, that means nonviolence to self. And then that will ripple out from there. We'll dive deeper into that next week. Truthfulness, truthfulness with self. And then that will ripple out from there. Integrity, and that's, again, internally, how can we be integral or in integrity with ourself? And then non-attachment, which does not mean aloof. I'll give you a little clue. Uh, but that's, uh, again, non-attachment from within and to the outside world. Little hint, uh, no grasping. <laughs> uh, so those are these laws. So these are these pillars that really hold the system together. And so a lot of times people will go into a yoga studio or now a virtual class and they may not realize that that is involved. The teacher may not even realize that that, that is involved, that, that that is the, those are the pillars you know, of life and the, the, the invitation to sit in that temple with yourself and to find out what that means. And when we do, uh, then uh, something deep awakens within us. And again, it's not an effort that has to be made. It's just, we start to realize where we want to be. And uh, when we can't be there, we understand there's inner work to happen in that location. And then from there, uh, something really beautiful happens. Those pillars really uh, hold us in our life and become a wayfinding similar to your inner code of ethics that are important to you. And we'll tie those in a little next week. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, inner code of ethics, please, if you have time, go back and listen to some of those karma series. I think I label it on there so you can find it quite easily. And I'll, I'll try to remember to put the link below. So then the next se uh, segment that we'll go into is the rules of living. And the, the Niyama is, these are like our guides, you know, a, a little bit of, and, and they're the perks, I would call them. <laughs> so again, like rules and laws might seem a little oppressive, but they're things that naturally occur through uh, investigating the practice of yoga. So we'll be diving into the, those aspects of living and that comes uh, in another few five little segments there and that is uh, simplicity contentment purification refinement and surrender to the divine and so uh, as we go through these we'll have a 
chance to dive in a little deeper. I'm realizing <laughs> in the laws of life, I've left out um, chastity, which gets misconstrued. <laughs> I might have said purity, but we want to include that in the above. So that we'll talk about that. Uh, don't worry, you don't have to become celibate to practice yoga. And then we'll dive into the postures, what those actually are there to do. Uh, as I've mentioned before, there's a lot of people on the internet celebrating their their mastery of being able to hold a posture, asana. Yet uh, there's much more there, and it's a beautiful tool to awaken a deeper understanding about self. And this is a similar activity that happens when acupuncture is given, uh, even when I give sound. There's there's information in the body that can be released and the postures help us with that and then the breath oh the pranayama that is this powerful tool that you have with you all day every day that gives you this opportunity to move that which is stagnant in the mind in the emotional center the physical body in the mental body, the mind, I said that, and then also in the soul. Uh, so you have the opportunity uh, to, to play with these two, the asana and the breath. Uh, we'll, we'll lead in with some breath on the way into the meditation. Uh, but you can utilize both of these daily. You know, if you notice something's going on in the body, you can go into a posture and breath or just breath to realign. In a moment you don't have to be in a formal class um, but we'll talk a little bit deeper about those um, in two separate segments and then um, we'll be talking about what's this is the natural fall away kind of like those rules of living the perks you know you have that simplicity contentment uh, you purify you refine and you surrender to the divine you develop a deep trust um, the other aspect of yoga is that the retirement of the senses. And so when we talk about non-attachment in the laws of life or the laws of yoga is that this, there's all these other things available to us, but if we just placate our sense pleasures, meaning, oh, we have to touch a beautiful fabric or we have to eat uh, some certain foods, or if we have to keep uh, visually engaging with something to keep ourselves aroused or engaged. All of these things are sense pleasures. So what happens within a meditative practice, which yoga is, and um, the system of yoga is our senses start to retire. We are more content. And then beyond those senses, which we'll talk about, are more uh, senses to access and utilize in our day-to-day -day living and then from there we'll do a whole segment on uh, meditation and the act of meditation and where it can lead us and I'll share some some guidance and some tools on how to stay in that form in the, the simplest way and then um, the benefits of that beyond, you know, 
physical, the immediate, you know, human engagement for that. You know, a lot of people want to feel calm. And so they engage with yoga and meditation because they want to feel calm. That again, there's so much more beyond that immediate, you know, grasp for this. So as we practice, then, you know, the ever present calm is there and we dive in beyond that. And then from there, uh, we'll talk about what happens when the mind is states of samadhi or bliss and what that is there for. And the beautiful thing is it's going to tie back and forth into what we've talked about karmically. And so today, you know, I've given you an overarching and some of you might know, you know, the system, but I felt it was necessary for us to lay that out and then you'll get to engage with it uh, each week and, and we'll apply it to life as it is here right now on planet Earth. And so when we have this vehicle, meaning this system, it's an opportunity, just like you come here and maybe listen to my words and you sit and then you receive sound. If we engage in this with not feeling oppressed by it, but as an opportunity to awaken within ourselves, to come in union with ourself, it's, it's a much more uh, holistic way to approach it versus something you check off your list every day. Okay, I did my asana, I did my meditation, I breathe, did my breath work, <laughs> or I did them all together, whatever it might be, versus looking at it like that, that it's really just a sweet opportunity to commune with self. And that some days the system might call you to be in contemplation, like reflective repose, on one of the laws or quote-unquote rules uh, to see what that means um, and then you again taking a little morsel and just sitting with that and letting just let yourself uh, receive from it versus taking from it so a lot of times people will take they'll take from a teacher they'll take from something they read they'll take from that and that I use that word and it, it's like kind of like a stealing because they don't know it yet but it sounds good. They have intellectualized it, but it's not really embodied within them. And so rather than taking from this, that, or the other, it's really important to be patient with yourself, uh, to be comfortable being a student. You know, sometimes we're the teacher, sometimes we're the student, sometimes we're the mentor. And that when you're in that role, you know, that's a beautiful role to be in, to, to quest and really receive and then get to know it. And sometimes you can receive some information versus take it and let it be with you. And it might stay with you, gosh, for a while. You know, some of you are, most of you are running into these practices from other lifetimes. And so here you are, it's like, oh, it's meeting me again, but in a different condition. And so sometimes it takes some space to realize why it's there, uh, what, what you're to do with it, uh, how you can utilize that to be of service to others. And again, that's very personal because it's there, it's just like you're sitting here right now listening to me, it's there. And then it's an invitation to look within 
and welcome self to come into harmony from within. And that is super exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Um, so what I'd like to uh, impart upon you all today is that right now, it's really important to know thyself. The veil is very thin and uh, there are a lot of energies, people that are potentially uh, been fed information or have taken information, but they don't know it. They just repeat it or they've taken it and regurgitated it <laughs> or they just take it and they'll, they'll respond with it. Meaning if someone comes and says something to them, they might just spit it out kind of like an automatic call and response. And so with that, their cricket can be very confusing. And because we're at a point in time on the planet where the veil is very thin, it's important that you really honor your own spiritual practice and you also keep to yourself a little bit because you might be setting yourself up to accidentally get yelled at by someone that's suffering. You might be setting yourself up to uh, take on something that you didn't really fully understand. And so we all can just get a little quieter right now. Um, we're going to be ramping up into springtime really soon and the energies get high in the Northern Hemisphere, that yang energy. And they've already been pretty high, amped up uh, for years now. And those solar cycles keep building. And so what I just really encourage all of you to do is, if you can, listen more. Really listen and take it in and then slow down the pace uh, as to which you're taking things or give yourself more space in, and I shouldn't say taking, receiving. So if you're receiving uh, teachings, if you're receiving education, if you're receiving things, allow yourself to receive it, digest it, and then let it be. And then you can uh, see where it fits in or how you apply it. You might need to keep revisiting it. You know, like I said, there's sometimes I'll sit with something and I just need to let it sit, you know, with me. Uh, and that can be, you know, on my spiritual path or it could be just in my personal life. So we're going to dive in from there on that sentiment of uh, giving space. I'm going to give you guys a little bit more space in meditation today. And then uh, we're going to breathe into that space. You'll have silence and then you'll go into sound and then I'll pop back in on the back side. <laughs> and um, I feel you might feel right as rain <laughs> after it all. So I just gave you the umbrella and we'll just let that information wash over you. And as inspired, just create a little bit more space for yourself and practice receiving versus taking letting things digest and be, in, be within you. And then 
you can see where you want to take action and that's a, a nice pairing with coming off of cause and effect if we be with things and receive them then we can understand a little bit better on how we're to move forward with that information or that opportunity so take a nice gentle breath in and then exhale out. Again, inhale. And welcoming you to receive your breath, follow your breath, utilize it as your mantra. Bring your gaze down in front of you to a spot in front of you on the floor or just out below the horizon. Use that as your focal mantra. And then if the mind wanders, just bring it back to your breath and do your best to stay engaged the focal point with the spot in front of you. Take another deep breath in. And out. Another one. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale.
Oh, ah, 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 ah. 
Mm-hmm.
Taking a soft, gentle breath into that heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then gently lifting your gaze, moving your fingers and toes, and just connecting back to my speaking voice. So I just want you to imagine in your mind's eye again that umbrella, this word yoga, union, uh, that has come to me many things to many people and just welcome you in this next week to observe self to observe where you're in harmony with self and to see if you're in disharmony with self and those can be subtle or over or overt and oftentimes we don't notice them till they're overt, but it's good to notice the subtle imbalances because we can uh, nourish ourselves sooner than later. And so what we're going to do here is if you can uh, think about how uh, and where you'd like to bring yourself into harmony and then union, that's the natural result. Uh, where you feel like maybe there's the imbalance, just to observe that. And then also just to create a little bit more space to think about receiving, really receiving everything. Like when you receive your food, let your body receive it. Uh, when you are listening to a friend, receive the words. Uh, when you're reading, receive them. Try to eliminate any taking. And then the, if you notice that you're maybe 
have taken something and then are passing it on, uh, just notice that. Don't judge it, but just notice it. And then go back to that receiving. Oh, what did I receive? And then we'll dive in. We're going to dive in and uh, have really have a beautiful exploration. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me at s at You can uh, message me if you have my number, uh, or you can DM me on any of the social media places. I'll do my best. Uh, probably the best is email uh, because sometimes I don't go into all those different messengers uh, like immediately. So, but I do check my emails daily. And we're going to sail out with a little Donna Deloria, Hum Prema. It's a beautiful mantra. And if you want, I really recommend you stay a little bit longer and listen to Aham Prema. Donna Delory, and then I'll also put a link. We just did an interview with her. Hopefully, it'll be ready. I'll, I'll come back and add it, but uh, I can do one link actually of an interview with her. She's a beautiful woman, uh, kind of full circle from pop musician to spiritual uh, aspect of herself, and it's all circulating back to the pop music. I feel it's still spiritual, but I think there's a pop part of her a singer songwriter that's ready to bloom uh so and this is that's the beautiful thing about yoga is that if we can all take our yoga to the office we can take it to uh our families when we're interacting with them to our partners uh to our friends all of those things that that's truly the spiritual practice it's not to have to like just be involved in spirituality it means that spirituality is an aspect of every moment. It's just not for a special moment, an hour, an hour and a half on your mat, or in an hour of meditation or 30 minute meditation, or even during these segments. Let it spread out throughout your entire day. All right, well, I really appreciate you for being here, taking the time to listen and receive from me. And I am signing out with a gentle smile, soft gaze, deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
Listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, aka She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Be Simply. 